Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you missed any of my talk radio breakfast show, don't worry. We've put some of the punchiest bits of this morning's show into a bite-sized podcast. The Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. Enjoy. Online, on DAB and on the talk radio app. Talk Radio. I'm delighted to say we've actually got the Education Secretary on the line right now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Good Julia. Good morning. The, the joys, the joys of uh, of the internet, eh? Uh, let's uh, let's start with, okay, A-level results today. 250,000 students going to get their grades today. 100,000 of those, though, will get a lower grade than predicted by teachers. Everyone's calling this exams chaos. They're saying this is unfair. Is it either of those things? Well, when you're in a situation, the best form of assessment is exams. But we were in a situation where we weren't able to run exams and we had to sort of deal with that and we had to put procedures in place. That's why Ofqual, in one of the largest public consultations they ever did, uh, came up with this system that ensures there's checks, in, checks and balances in place for students to be able to get their grades. Um, you know, it's not the place we'd like to be in, Julia, but it's trying to make sure there's fairness and we're going to be seeing the number of students getting A's and A stars increasing this year by 2%. You know, more students are going to be doing better than they were last year. And what's key is for them to be in a position to be able to move on to the next stage of either learning, going to college or university, or going into the world of work. So this is going to be a very different situation from what's happened in Scotland, where the uh, the government there decided to overrule the, the exam board and just uh, basically uh, give everyone the grades that the, the, the teachers have predicted. Um, you're saying there are still going to be more pupils getting better grades than ever before. So to a certain extent, this is actually unfair on the pupils last year and next year who, who, who will have to work and actually do the exams and work harder to get the same grades. Also, unfair on those who do deserve those grades and would have got them if they'd done the exam. So when people are saying it's unfair that kids aren't getting the, the, the higher grades they want, are they actually wrong? Is it the other way around? Actually, there's still going to be an awful lot of kids who are overmarked. Well, we have to be in a situation where we, we put these checks and balances in to ensure that there's fairness for past years and for future years, as well as this 
uh, this uh, year, cohort this year. It's also been really important to ensure that uh, when employers look at these results, they realise there's credibility about them, and actually there's a sense of, you know, if someone's got an A, an A means an A. And that's why Ofqual put a, you know, rigorous system in place. But, but this isn't a substitute, this isn't a, you know, a, you know, this isn't as good as an exam. No. And there will be youngsters who get grades where both their teachers and they feel that that's unfair. And what's so important that they have the ability to properly appeal on those grounds and be in a situation of being able to move on. And that's why we put the triple lock there. So, you know, if someone's got mock exams, valid mock exams that are so much better than the grade they've got, that stands as a really a principal point of how they can appeal and how they can get that grade as against the one that they've been uh, sort of been awarded. And they can also be in a situation, and, you know, some will take this up, and we're only part of the United Kingdom that said every single exam will be running those in the autumn term. So if youngsters want to be able to take those exams because they actually feel they could have done better, they can do that. OK. I mean, and have we decided yet what will count as a valid mock exam? Ofqual said they're not going to announce until next week uh, what will be you know, considered to be sort of the proper exam conditions. Some people might have different ideas about this. Obviously, a test taken at home won't count. Um, uh, but again, different schools kind of different policies. There'll be some schools that didn't do mock exams. They won't have that option. And there's always going to be someone who's going to be able to say, what about me? But has there been a decision made about exactly what criteria will be used? So Ofqual will be sharing that criteria with schools uh, sort of uh, early part of next week. We're asking schools where they have concerns about the grades to compile that, be ready to sort of submit that. There'll be a whole series of grounds that actually schools are able to appeal on behalf of their youngsters within that school. And we've made changes to the appeals process because we recognise these are truly extraordinary sort of times. And we've got to give the maximum amount of flexibility, but most importantly, the maximum amount of fairness for young people so that they're not held back from progressing Uh, in their lives. And we've also been working really closely with the university sector. So their sort of uh, move back the date that they'd usually have in order so youngsters, if they're wanting to appeal their grades, that they can do that so we can get those turned around so they're still able to take the university place. And we've been working with the universities, asking them to show the maximum amount of flexibility. So youngsters, when they get their grades, and I think hundreds of thousands of them will be getting their grades and realising they can take the next step on terms of their lives. Okay. Uh, the, the thing about this is, and you know perfectly well, there have been an awful lot of uh, people, uh, you know, is the, the sharp-elbowed middle classes who've, who's little Johnny or little Jane hasn't got the A grades or the nine or whatever they thought they were going to get and they haven't got their place at Oxbridge or whatever it is and they're going to be kicking up a storm and there are going to be cases of a of, of a bright working class kid at a, at a, from a sinker state who's done really well and should have got straight A's and hasn't got them. There are going to be so many stories. The heartstrings are going to be pulled and you and Boris Johnson Keir Starmer said this chaos comes down to Boris Johnson uh, not even to you you got you got you got away uh, scot-free on that one um, that you're going to be blamed do you think it's fair because I think a lot of people listening to this will say look we, we know life's not fair and it's not being fair on anyone during this the lockdown period but an awful lot of the people complaining right now about about what's going on are the same people who wanted us to lock down earlier and lock down harder and lock down longer which would have meant um, this kids still didn't get their exam results is there any 
completely fair way of doing this when you don't actually have the exams taken? Um, there is no substitute for exams. No substitute at all. Um, what we've done is devised a system that puts the checks and balances in there, uh, heavily focuses on being fair to the maximum number of pupils as possible. But there is no system that is as good as exams. And no one would want to be in a situation that uh, we found ourselves in of having to make these decisions of both cancelling exams and then putting forward a system to try and ensure that people were able to continue to get their uh, continue to be able to get their grades um, as they have uh, as they have to. Let's also talk about uh, schools going back in a few weeks' time. I have to say, I, I'm, I'm sending my kid to school, whether it's open or not. I don't think schools should ever have been closed. Uh, and I know the North Lock Lodding government who, who feel that way as well. Um, some teaching unions, particularly the National Education Union, are, are looking, it seems, for every possible reason to stop their teachers going back. They basically threatened that we can stop you opening many of the schools by simply uh, refusing to cooperate. Um, should teachers who once assured that the, the schools are safe, who refuse to work, should they still be paid? Uh, I think that all teachers will be back into school. They, uh, the teachers I speak to are enthusiastic and really looking forward to welcoming back their children. Uh, there's, a, you know, there's a real sense, I think, right across the country, now is the right time to get all schools open and all pupils back into it. And we expect to see uh, all, all children back into school all teachers back in school as well, teaching them. And uh, I, I just have no doubt that that is what is going to happen there, Julia. What about the concerns from Public Health England in a yet unpublished report, but leaked to the Times uh, the other day, that, uh, yes, primary school pupils, uh, very, very low infection rate, very low uh, ability to actually transmit the virus to each other and to teachers. But secondary school, the older the pupils get, the more they act like adults in terms of their ability to get infected and to infect others. And that's going to be a concern for teachers who are teaching older year groups all the sixth form, isn't it? You know, I think that where Public Health England have been absolutely clear on is that there's, you know, schools and schools operating, and bear in mind we saw almost 1.7 million children back in school before the summer summer term, sort of uh, having the privilege of being back with their teachers, back with their friends and learning. And actually Public Health England have been absolutely consistent to show there's no uh, evidence that this is causing problems in terms of coronavirus. And Public Health England have worked really closely and actually been the ones with us who's drafted the guidance about making sure we've got the systems of controls so that children... Uh, can return safely, but also uh, staff, uh, teachers, teaching assistants, and all support staff are able to report, return safely as well. Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. First up, though, let's get back to those A-level results uh, because, of course, uh, 250,000 youngsters getting those results for exams they never actually had a chance to take. Uh, but uh, right now, of course, a lot of them getting their results. Some will be very happy, as students we spoke to earlier, some very worried and having to go into clearing. In a moment, we're going to talk uh, uh, to a uh, university uh, expert. First up, let's talk to Martin Oliver, who's chief executive of Outward Grange Academy Trust, overseeing 32 schools with 25,000 students. Good morning, you, Martin. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Right, let's talk about these A-level students this week. Next week, of course, it's going to be the GCSE students, none of whom have got to take their exams yet. Um, do you think that the way that these exams have been graded, and you'll have seen those results for your pupils uh, already, um, do you think this has been the, uh, uh, the the best way the government could have done it and off-call the exam regulator could have done it? Or do you think there's more they could have done to ensure that every child got the grades that they really did deserve? I think it's just been an incredibly difficult um, period and it just shows why we must be back in September and next year we've got to have exams back running as normal. Um, coming up with any system, and I have to say that Ofqual deserves some significant credit for the sheer amount of consultation that they did at a rapid double pace with the profession to come up with this system. Uh, I don't think any system's perfect and, and I think this is a reasonable system but of course, um, even though we're looking at record results ac across the entire country, there are still going to be children who've got great successes, as the ones you've just mentioned. Yeah. And there will also be those um, who have got great disappointment. And what we've got to hope now is that the appeal process that's available to schools um, will rectify any of those wrongdoings. And that's the thing. What, we, what a lot of people are going to forget is that even when the kids have taken the exams, we still have an awful lot who will be much happier with their grades or much more upset about their grades than they thought they would be. Um, but we know that if we'd gone with just what the teachers had predicted, uh, we would have seen 12 percentage uh, points higher in terms of the number of good grades. Um, so although 40% of the pupils who were getting their results today, it's 100,000 pupils, are getting a lower grade than was predicted by their teachers, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a lower grade than they would have got or that they deserve. No, and, and I think it's just really important that your, your listeners um, perhaps uh, try to understand this. I mean, just imagine if you're a teacher uh, and you've looked at all of the results and you've got information up till February, beginning of March, and you've got a student who you think is capable of an A-star, um, but also works at a grade A. What are you going to do? Uh, as a teacher, you're going to show um, the very best faith in yourself and your students, and you would award that student based upon that, that cusp, a grade A-star. And, and even more difficult, if you've got a student who perhaps is in danger of failing the course and getting grade U, but you think that they're working hard and you know that you can 
work with them and put lots of one-to-one tuition as you run up to the actual exam and with revision, they might get a grade E. Yeah. Are you going to predict them a grade U or a grade E? Yeah. Teachers will always back the children. And then lastly, every single year, regardless, teachers haven't misgraded children. I think it's really important that we say that, even though there's an inflation of 12% had those grades gone through. Teachers won't have misgraded children. What happens is the exam's taken and then it's moderated to ensure that standards across different year groups remain roughly the same. So an A grade means an A grade every year in terms of the cohort of children who take that exam at that time. This is where you fall in that cohort. Absolutely. And again, it might just be as easy to think, well, this year, why don't we just let the whole 12% centre assessed grades, teacher grades just go through? And, and, and I think this, this cohort of children deserve the greatest leniency of any cohort of children ever. But you have to also remember, if you've got a child in year 12 who has um, going to take their exams properly next year, and a year 13 student this year goes through with massively inflated grades of 12% higher, and they take the year out, then next year, when they apply to university, they'll be applying with their inflated grades against the child this year, sorry, next year, who takes the exam. Yeah. Exams have got to be fair to last year and to next year and yeah. to every other year. Absolutely. And is there a big concern, really, again, not about those who are, you know, oh, is it an A or an A star? Their life is probably still going to uh, be pretty good. It is about the kids at the bottom of the park, but particularly it's also the bright kids, particularly at the schools where they uh, perhaps, you know, when, when these things, all these exam results are adjusted, they they are an outlier. They are a kid who is going to get, you know, maybe the A's or A stars when every other kid in their class is getting a C. Um, and and the, 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 the school's results are just sort of are done with an algorithm and and basically they lose those grades perhaps even going down a couple of grades um those are the kids we have to worry about because that is going to really affect their lives and those are the kids that we really do want to help and make sure that they they can use their hard work and their their skills to get ahead yeah and it's um absolutely and the entire focus today should be on supporting those children and yeah it gets really depressing I mean, it happens every single year it does. this year it just happens the worst that the media just starts producing lots of negative headlines on results day when actually we should be celebrating the results of children who work really hard and then putting all of our effort into supporting those that now need those additional steps. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Very much indeed. It's eight twenty-three. We're all still smiling about Jasmine and Molly. Well, they were lovely girls. It's just, it's so nice to see sort of young people really excited about their lives. Look, not everyone's going to get those sort of results, you know. But, but brilliant. Well done to them. That was just great. I'm just so relieved they did well. Just, oh, jeez. There's the mum in me there. I just can't bear the thought. Uh, right now, let's uh, talk about rather more serious issues and those really horrific uh, figures we saw yesterday on GDP as the UK fell into recession for the first time since the financial crash of two thousand eight nine. Uh, GDP fell 20.4% in the second quarter. Okay, it went up a bit uh, in June by 8%, but our economy uh, basically wiped off the last 17 years of growth in one go. Let's talk to Professor David Bailey. He's Professor of Economics at Birmingham Business School. Uh, David, um, really, really bad news yesterday, but to a certain extent, you know, we, we kind of knew that already. Anyone who thought we weren't in recession or, uh, over the lockdown period would have been a bit mad, wouldn't they? Absolutely right. You summarised it beautifully there, by the way. So the average man and woman in the street already knew this. They felt it. Uh, they, they were probably stopped from working. Their incomes will have been hit. They could have lost their jobs. You know, we've all felt the pain in different ways. So we knew this. So the, yeah. the news on the recession, in a sense, confirms what we know and feel. It's the biggest economic hit the country's ever had. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really quite terrifying uh, in, on those numbers. But the fact that we're already climbing out of it, and we see all these graphs, don't we, on the news or in online, and you've got to, the, the lines squiggly going along and then just plunging down on the left-hand side of that V, and then the hope is that we go straight back up again uh, with that V-shaped recovery uh, straight back up. Now, it is going back up, but it's a long road ahead, and there's lots of thought that it's, it's, it's going to be quite a shaky road ahead with uh, lots of unemployment to come as well. Yes, I'm very sceptical about, about this idea of a V-shaped recovery. Firstly, because the, the, the depth of that plunge that you des- described was so great. And remember, the UK economy was already stagnant at the beginning of the year, so we weren't growing anyway. And then we had this big shock. We've also made some fundamental mistakes, which has made it worse in the sense that we messed around, didn't lock down early enough. So we had a bigger COVID hit, which in turn has a knock-on effect on the economy. So we're in a bad position. Coming back from that, the, yeah. you know, the Chancellor did a good job on the furlough scheme. He kept parts of the economy afloat, in effect, so that the hope is that they will be in position to come back. Uh, but I think when that furlough scheme comes to an end, we will see really mass unemployment take off. There's differences of views of whether it's going to be 2.5 million or 3.5 million. But Unless something further is done, I think, to try and stop huge unemployment emerging, then we are going to face an economic hit later in the year. We aren't going to face a U-shaped recovery. It's probably going to be more of a U-shape or even a W-shape if we get second spikes of COVID outbreaks. And that's that's the real issue, the real concern, isn't it? And we've seen that wave of increased infections across uh, many European countries thought to have been recovering very quickly. Uh, But again, there is an element for me, though, where an awful lot of the people, there seems to be a very direct correlation between the people saying, oh, we should have locked down sooner, should have locked down hard, and perhaps even shouldn't have come out of lockdown uh, when we did, horrified by people being allowed to go to a shop or go to the pub. Those are the same people who say, oh, this is terrible, we're in recession. I mean, these things go hand in hand. If you lock down the entire economy and say people can't leave their homes, go to work, make anything, buy anything or do anything, what a surprise, we go into a recession. That's right. I mean, this is the economics of a sudden screeching stop. You know, normally an economy slows down. Think, imagine yourself in a car you're driving along. You're not sure about the direction. You lose confidence. You slow down before sat nav, of course. Although my sat nav sends me all over the place. <laughs> this time, government slammed the brakes on deliberately to stop social contact. And that was it. Was that sudden? You know, screeching of the tires. Uh, and so, of course, we were into recession. I think the problem is because of the dithering earlier on. People voluntarily started doing that. So there was already an economic hit before the formal lockdown. And because of the COVID hit, because of the dithering, the lockdown then took longer. So, you know, the evidence, I think, internationally is as soon as there's an outbreak, you go hard, you go early. You try Ah, and get it. You see, again, I've I've spoken to an awful lot of epidemiologists who say, no, one of the reasons why these other countries are getting these second uh, hits is because they may have locked down too soon. And and again, remember the advice from Sage at the time was uh, not. Not to lock down. Um, they, they wanted to wait for the optimum moment. I, I think everyone's rewriting history right now. Professor David Bailey, thank you so much for joining us. Professor of Economics at Birmingham Business School. Across the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker, Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.